Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and we have with us today a very special guest. He is involved in so many different things. He's an Accelerator Ventures. He's involved with Human Rights Foundation. His name is Alexander Lloyd, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. Welcome, Alexander. Juliet, thanks so much for having me uh, on your podcast. I'm excited to talk about um, a couple of different things with you. Um, uh, where, where should we start? Well, why don't you give our audience a little background about yourself and where you're coming from and then sure. where you're going? Sure. So um, I've been an investor in seed stage companies for about 20 years. Um, in 2008, I started my own fund um, with a couple other people, and we focused on very early stage technology companies. So my head has always kind of been in the technology world. Um, and um, I know that you wanted to maybe discuss a little bit about blockchain, and I'm really going to stay away from what investments to make in blockchain and, you know, even though I'm looking at a lot of, you know, those types of things, what I think is really exciting and one of the things that I'm working on now is um, in, um, I started working with the Human Rights Foundation um, in about 2014 um, uh, around their North Korea project. Um, they, I helped start their, their efforts to um, work on human rights in North Korea. And um, we uh, worked um, together on trying to find a unique angle to help the people of North Korea. And what we came up with was really to help promote information, getting information into North Korea from the rest of the world. It's really a dark empire, a dark country where information doesn't flow in very easily. And um, we found that that was really an area to, that we could focus on. And we worked with a lot of defector groups in South Korea that wanted to get information back to their families and their communities. Um, and more recently, just because the technology is, is really, uh, really right for helping um, dissidents in, in, in authoritarian countries, we have focused on, help, on using blockchain technology um, and helping companies that are using that um, help dissidents in, in countries across the world. And I'm really excited about um, the potential for Bitcoin and, and blockchain technologies to potentially help um, countries, uh, company, uh, sorry, people in countries where there is not a lot of freedom. And, and that's such a noble cause. I mean, give us a little bit of, of insight into, you know, how big these problems are and, and what specific problems these people are facing. If you, um, if you think about the world, uh, I think we really, the Human Rights Foundation really um, divides the world into, into two types of countries, open societies, um, mostly like Europe and the United States and closed societies, uh, countries where the government, um, ha uh, where there's censorship and there's a lot of uh, rules around um, how you can have speech or, or own property. Um, these authoritarian regimes um, typically uh, are very sensitive about information and about ownership. And we really want to um, uh, bring a light on to what's happening in those countries. And we work with dissidents from those countries. Um, a perfect example of that, just to continue along uh, the North Korean um, problem, we started something called Flash Drives for Freedom. And if you think about uh, um, how content 
uh, can be distributed in a country like North Korea. Flash drives for freedom uses donated flash drives, which we then um, give to um, people on the North uh, Korea-China border, and they put content on that that they decide could be a soap opera from South Korea. It could be a special version of, of Wikipedia for North Korea. And um, they uh, then smuggle and trade those uh, flash drives in North Korea. And it gives opportunity for North Koreans to um, see content um, uh, that they would have never um, been able to see before. Um, so that's one area where um, uh, uh, the Human Rights Foundation has focused to, to help bring information in um, from the rest of the world. And information, in my mind, is so directly linked to, to freedom and ability to really change one's future and, and potential outcome of their life. Absolutely. Um, on the board of, um, I'm on the board of the Human Rights Foundation, and, and one of my other board members um, is Yunmi Park, and she um, escaped from... Uh, North Korea when uh, she was 13 years old. Um, uh, I highly recommend her book, In Order to Live. Um, it's really shocking but fascinating story. And for her, when she grew up, she only knew of four countries in the world, China, the United States, South Korea, and North Korea. And um, it wasn't until she saw um, uh, uh, the movie Titanic that someone had smuggled in on a DVD um, that she really knew that there was something else going on in the world. And I think there's a lot of aha moments like that for people in North Korea. Um, and, um, you know, flash drive freedom is a perfect example um, of that, that kind of um, thing that we want to bring uh, to help the people in North Korea. But we don't really only focus on North Korea. That's just where kind of I started at the Human Rights Foundation. Um, we really try and promote human rights um, and democracy in countries ruled by authoritarian regimes. And that includes, um, uh, Venezuela, other countries throughout the world. And um, I think blockchain technology and, and Bitcoin is really having, um, just because it's very distributed nature, um, can have a tremendous impact to bringing freedom to people in, in countries throughout the world that, are, um, that don't typically have uh, freedom. Just because if you think of blockchain, it's not a currency that's, uh, Bitcoin, it's not a currency that's owned by a government or controlled by a government. It's really controlled by the people um, and the miners throughout the world. Absolutely. So, what other countries are you are you having an impact in, or you know, trying to start having an impact in? Well, um, we work with about seventy different countries and people, uh, and I, like I said, those are really more closely closed societies. But if you think of countries like Venezuela, um, uh, I, I remember reading that you know a cup of coffee now costs. One million bolivars um, there, and it was at the beginning a year ago it was 2,500 bolivars. If you think of uh, actually making money in, in Venezuela and having your currency so completely devaluated in one year, where you need thousands and thousands of times more currency to just buy one cup of coffee, um, it really is a limiting um, uh, function for anybody who's making money. Cash becomes worthless almost overnight. Um, and it's it's really scary for the people there. And, you know, this is not something that we're doing, but I, I just think this is a really, really good example of how um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies can have a real impact. Um, I, I, about 10% of um, transactions on on, uh, on Bitcoin um, are, are 
done into Bolivar and back. And if you think about that, that's considering how small um, the, the Venezuelan economy is, that's a really huge percent. And you can really understand people that want to be able to have a secure store of value. Um, even though it's illegal, they're using Bitcoin there in order to kind of preserve what they've created. Um, and there's a whole underground economy that's being created in Venezuela thanks to that that's actually working uh, thanks to um, blockchain technology and Bitcoin. I think that a lot of times when people talk about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and, and blockchain technology in, in a world that is a little bit more stable, that they're very short-sighted. You know, they really think about, you know, oh, this is a get-rich-quick scheme. This is going to fund my new startup. When, in fact, the real impact that these technologies are having is with these countries that, that like you say, I mean, nothing is stable where they are, and they have to take it into their own hands to even survive. Yeah, I think we're very lucky in the United States and in the West where we have easy access to banking, at least most of us do. We have um, easy access to credit. We have easy access to telecommunications. Um, but I think where these technologies are really going to take root are in countries where none of that is is uh, available yet. And, and it doesn't necessarily be necessarily need to be just, you know, a form of banking, but it's really a way to prevent the state, um, bad state actors, um, kleptocracies, um, and uh, authoritarian or totalitarian regimes from um, uh, preventing you from keeping uh, money that you've created yourself. Um, and we're really excited about the potential there to help promote freedom in these countries. That's such a noble cause. Um, you know, how it all works, right? So Human Rights Foundation, you're seeing these, these challenges these countries are going through. You have to be really ingenuitive to find out solutions, like how, like the, the flash drives. Um, you know, you really have to think so, outside the box uh, we're, we're, how, how to get this there. Right. So uh, to be fair, we're not really creating solutions. What we're doing is... For example, every year we put on the Oslo Freedom Forum, which is kind of a uh, uh, TED slash Davos for human rights, where a lot of human rights activists come to Oslo, Norway, and um, uh, uh, meet with each other and hear um, talks by other human rights activists. Um, and what we've done is, for example, invite um, technology companies um, to come there. And this year we had a whole track around blockchain and crypto. Um, if you just think of like putting together like Blockstack, a new way that you can have decentralized apps on the internet with, uh, you know, a dissident from Zimbabwe, um, those types of meetings and chants come together. We've also done hackathons around that. And um, we're really, uh, you know, as a board member there, I, I'm just trying to promote, promote these kind of fortuitous intersections between human rights activists and technologists. Um, and, um, uh, you know, great things come out of that, hopefully. Uh, absolutely. I mean, when you bring together a bunch of people with a common goal and you say, let's figure this out, hopefully, then you will really have a great brainstorming yeah. place. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if you're, you're uh, uh, you know, your audience is familiar with Blockstack, but it's, it's a new internet with decentralized apps where they aren't controlled um, by like a company like Google that can be easily censored by a country. There are a really distributed app built on top of blockchain technologies. Um, and um, if you think about, uh, if you're a human rights activist and, and you want to have notes or, 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 or collaborate um, and you use Google Docs, 
that's great if you're in if you're in a country where no one's blocking your Google Docs access and no one's accessing it. Um, but if you're somewhere where that can be easily stopped and your access to Google Docs is 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 stymied in some way, you really want to have a decentralized system where there's no one single point uh, of failure or control so that you can share and collaborate with other human rights activists. And you know we're not developing any any of that technology, but we're really excited about it and we want. Um, we want the, the human rights uh, advocates from those countries to be able to know and meet the right people that are uh, developing these really decentralized and you know censorship-resistant tools. That's so so important. The freedom of information and the freedom to access it is is above and beyond most of the yeah. things that people. I think we take that for granted a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You know and. Um, and I think uh, you know a lot of these technologies that that we're talking about um, uh, with uh, blockchain um, are you know they will transform the way that the internet works throughout the world. But where it's really going to have a, a, an immediate impact is in countries where the centralized internet can can be controlled by um, state actors. There are there's so many unique challenges every day with with what you're trying to accomplish here. You know, what are some of the biggest things that, that you've learned while working with the Human Rights Foundation? Um, for me, I really, uh, you know, like I, I came at this from a, uh, you know, like I was an investor. Um, I went to a TED Talk about North Korea, and I was blown away at, at the story of um, the, uh, um, about how people had to escape. And it's really um, hard to imagine how how horrific the, the the life is in North Korea, people's lives are in North Korea, and how, how just by random chance some are able to escape or not. And I put my uh, hat on as to how can I possibly help the situation. And I approached the Human Rights Foundation, and um, we came up with a strategy, like which I discussed a little bit earlier. Um, what I really learned about that is that, you know, even though this is human rights and, and, these, and these problems that seem intractable um, and unsolvable, um, you can have an impact, and the way I chose to do that is by bringing my technology hat and saying, "How can we help these problems using technology?" And I, I, what I've personally really learned is that um, you can have an impact on these things not only by giving money or volunteering, but by kind of by kind of bringing your your what you do every day, hopefully, um, which to me was understanding technology and seeing what technologies um, could be successful and applying that to the, these really hard human rights problems. Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned blockchain as being one of the very helpful technologies. You know, what are some of the other ones that, that maybe you wouldn't think about that are really making an impact? Um I, I think that anything that is um and the reason I, I, I mentioned blockchain is because it 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 um kind of covers a lot of um other technologies. For me, um I, I think anything that helps with censorship resistance it's crucial in these countries. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, anything that where, where there's a central access point. Um, if you can help with censorship resistance, um, whether that's um, just information or whether that's actually banking or owning money, um, there's anywhere from 60 to 70 countries where um, the government can kind of just come in and take your stuff. Um, if you're doing something they think is um, against the government or against quote society, they can come and take your 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 money. They can come and take your office. They can kind of come and take your work product. And um, 
uh, and I think that stuff that that is secure and censor-proof um, really can help people um, that are struggling in those countries for freedom um, actually potentially achieve them. That's that's such a a positive idea to really get behind for sure. So tell us a little bit about yeah. you know the community that you're building uh, and and how active they are. Yeah, so we um, started off about 10 years ago. Um, I can't say we because I only joined the board um, in 2015, but uh, Thor Halverson, who's the founder, um, Gary Kasparov, the famous Russian um, chess champion, um, start, uh, started this in, uh, about uh, 10 years ago, and they started the um, Oslo Freedom Forum. Um, and since then, we have been um, uh, we continue to have other freedom for forums throughout the world. We're going to have one in San Francisco on September 17th, uh, one in Taipei in November. Uh, we just had one in um, Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, these are basically regional events where people who are struggling with these issues can come hear other like-minded um, uh, people that are uh, in different countries come together and work on um, these issues together. And we typically always have some type of technology track because clearly technology is one of the things that's going to get them um, uh, access to the rest of the world, potentially now with blockchain and Bitcoin, um, ways to, to get money to help um, their causes. And um, we, we also hosted things like a, a North Korea hackathon and back in 2015 where um, we had a whole bunch of people from throughout the country come together and figure out ways to get information um, into uh, North Korea. I was one of the judges, and then a couple other North Korean um, defectors came, and we all judged different technologies that would help. I mean, it was stuff ranging from a, a, a microsatellite dish to a huge um, – you know, slingshot to, to, to send information across the border in USB sticks. So, you know, it's, it's broad ranging, but we, we really think that bringing to get together people um, and then also pointing out what's happening in these countries are two crucial elements to making this successful. So what is the best place if people want to get involved, they're inspired and they want to come and they want to donate or they want to give their time or just follow your adventure and see how they can help? What are the best ways for people to connect with you? If someone wants to connect with me directly, my Twitter is Alex01. I'll try to respond to everything. I tweet about interesting stuff um, when it comes to human rights and um, and uh, blockchain and also just my regular day job, which is venture capital. Um, for the human rights, um, the, the easiest uh, um, URL is just hrf.org. Um, and if people want to attend, we encourage people to come to the different freedom forums that we host uh, three or four times a year and, and hear a lot more about what's going on in the world. Um, it's, it's, it's often very shocking, but it's also very rewarding to hear the successful stories from all these people that are struggling, struggling for freedom. Alexander, I'm, I'm really impressed by all the things that, that you're doing over at the Human Rights Foundation and really moved that, that so many people are coming together to try and bring a, a global community together for the, the rights of our knowledge and our freedom. Yeah, it's it's very rewarding to, to see like the opportunities that um, you know and and to watch these you know freedom fighters uh, and their struggles. And I always am you know very impressed with what with the people that I meet at these events that that don't have the opportunities that we necessarily have in the United States or in the West. But nonetheless, they're fighting on, and that's 
such a testament exactly. to the human spirit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really heartwarming. Alexander Lloyd, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Feature Tech Podcast and, and to share some insight into this fantastic organization or foundation. And and I I truly hope you all the best and future success. Thanks for your time. I really appreciating appreciate you bringing light to this. Thank you. That was Alexander Lloyd. If you want more information about the Human Rights Foundation, just go to hrf.org. You can find all the information there. You got his Twitter. Check them out. Really fantastic organization doing incredible things for our world. This has been Juliet Lamar for Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.